0: Welcome to the Lentil Intervention Podcast, talking all things movement, whole food nutrition and environmental wellness, with your hosts, Ben and Emma. Welcome back to our chat with Dr. Luke Wilson. This is part two, picking up where we left off on the conversation around added salt and sugar and calorie-dense foods. That, what you've just said, going for a period, and um, Emma... Episode two, and we're already going down this rabbit hole, but I'm going to go down there because <laughs> it's it's an interesting conversation. And I and and Luke, I think I kind of know where you stand, but with this as well. But um, you know, let's let's talk about this because even with a lot of the um, I guess uh, the, the leaders that we look up to, the Esselsteins, the McDougals, the the Greggers, the Barnard Warnish, etc., right? They've all got some slightly different views what whole food plant-based means in terms of what we should be eating for instance the salt and sugar thing you know um some are absolutely no salt 100 percent. some are let it be in there to make food taste better some are you need your nuts and seeds because they're a little bit more um you know certain minerals they might contain more of like selenium or zinc or something you know that a particular nut might have more in abundance so it's easier to get it from that um now, we know when someone really does need to make a significant shift in their lifestyle from from a health reason, from a weight reason, basically they're they the interrelated, we really do need to make that initial effort to really b- make that big shift, right? And, and anything that's super calorie dense, you know, you really got to make an effort to, to reduce that, to shift that weight. But once you achieve a balance, and that's all relative, what that means, What's your thoughts then, long term, in reintroducing or allowing those foods, to some degree?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I think you know, as as Dr. Um, Ornish says, there's the um, pound of cure or the ounce of prevention, mm-hmm. and um, so I guess that's the gram of what prevention and the kilogram, if you're converting it to to metrics. Yeah. Um, but essentially, what he means by that is that if you already have advanced heart disease, and you've got to remember, um, you know. It, it, Even, um, you know, Dr. Esselstyn's patients, a lot of them had thrashed their arteries and things for Mm -hmm. a lifetime. a long
2: time, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the damage accumulates over time, that kind of thing. And so I think... If you're in that position, if, you, if you're in a position where you want to be reversing disease, mm-hmm. then you've got to do the best that you can to be avoiding right. those kinds of things. And usually what I'd say to people and what I say to people now especially mm-hmm. is, again, do this like 30 days. Do this however long you think you can do. Yeah. Even if you think you can only do a week or two, being 100% removing those things from the diet and just doing it that way, then you can see. And then you put those things back in and so maybe you lose like like Larry did, maybe you lose your ten kgs in that first month, and then yeah. you decide, well, maybe I will start adding some of these things back, and yeah. and you find that you only lose two kgs the next month, or you 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 don't lose any weight at all. Then you know that those things aren't helping you at the moment. So I think I think there's there's something to be said for that. Yeah, and Agreed. um. You you can't really have a huge amount of those things when we look at the populations that do really well, at least as far as cardiovascular outcomes, that kind of thing goes. Um, you know, they do have a diet that's pretty low in fat, to be honest. And it tends to be, I mean, Dr. Esselstyn and Dr. Orn are shaming for about 10%, Mm -hmm. and you know, probably 20% is about. The maximum of, of of where it should be at for for some of these kinds of outcomes, I think. So mm. you can't you probably aren't eating a whole lot of your tofu and your tempeh and your um, your nuts and seeds and your avocado at that point. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think they're necessarily. Um, and I guess the other thing too is, I think being aware this this is not about there's no prize at the end of the day for being as strict as possible. Um, you know unless that's really what you want to do Um, but otherwise you've got to think of it with all the other things that we do in our lives that might not be 100% the best for us you know some people lots of people are aware of the risks of smoking they still decide that they might have one every now and then same with same with alcohol you know arguably it's it's related with um, you know any any amount of it is is um, has a risk of increasing your risk of cancer. Yeah. So there's, there's different things that we decide to do or not do in our lifetimes that, you know, but it's just it's it's just about knowing what your risk is and what, what you're comfortable with. And so if really doing this in, in a life without avocado or nuts or even a week without avocado or nuts is not something that you want to contemplate, mm. then that's fine. But just um, my job as a doctor is not to tell you to do um is, is, is to give you the information, and then you to make your own choices from that. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think you know something. I always tell people is, whatever you aim for, you generally achieve just below that. You know, so mm-hmm. why not set the bar as high as you can, and then whatever you achieve is pretty damn good. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. But you know, but you know, if you're going to make bliss balls every single week, and um, I was actually <laughs> planning on making some tomorrow. Now I feel bad, but you know, if, if you make. You, you you make a batch and, and you think, Well, it's all whole food, which it is. Um, there's no salt or sugar, which there won't be, and but it's all real food. Oh, I'll just polish off the whole thing. Well Yeah. Then you're asking that's for exactly trouble.
3: That's exactly it. It yeah. depends on the person. Like yeah. I could be perfectly fine having a bag of walnuts in my cupboard, whereas some people I know, that would be gone <laughs> in half an hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So But but Luke, it's like you say, it's the awareness. And I think that's the yeah. most powerful thing because, you know, um you know, let's say younger people, because we're always focused on you know the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. You know, but but younger people that have skin conditions, you know, let's say you know um, lots of pimples or things like that, and oh, yeah. and that's you know, and and when you make them aware and say, well, actually, you can control some of that with some of the foods that you eat, you know, mm-hmm. that if it's it's mm-hmm. and and if they trial that, and I've seen this, they trial it and think, my skin's a lot clearer. Um, yeah. You know, and then as soon as they go and have half a slab of chocolate, and they wake up the next morning, and there's this massive pimple on their forehead, it's like. But, <laughs> but there's the link, and, yeah. and it gives and it gives them that again that conviction. You know that okay, now I get it. If I'm going to go and let my guard down and go out and have some of those fake meat, you know, burgers and so on, and a whole thing of fries, I know that the next day, I'm going to feel sluggish. I know my skin conditions aren't going to be great. I know my energy level may not be great. Et cetera, et cetera. So you understand the repercussions, but then you can also control mm-hmm. it better. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. perhaps where that whole concept of moderation comes in. You know where, you yeah, know, you avoid it. But okay, it's someone's birthday or there's a celebration or yeah, going exactly. out. Okay, eat, eat what you want to that degree in terms of it's okay because it's one off. But also be aware.
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is. Is a moderation when it's coming from the standard New Zealand diet or the standard Australian diet is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. Moderation when it's coming from a strict whole foods plant based diet mm. is something entirely different, and and we just don't we just don't know um, what people were able to. If you like get away with and what they aren't, and so my my job is just to let people know. And yeah. you know, if, if if I go out with my family or something like that, sometimes then there's you know, I'll ask for there to be less oil in the meal perhaps, or sometimes I won't. And mm-hmm. um, then you just sort of take what you're given, I suppose. And it's that's, but I, at least I know <laughs> that um that yeah. I'm taking a bit of a risk doing that. I'm not I'm not feeling like the olive oil. Is, is good for me or heart healthy Correct. or anything like Correct. that for example but you're so, also not eating yeah. out
0: every single night so to eat no. out once in a well, blue mood, not at the moment <laughs> <not> <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. so you know but that's the whole point it's it's you can mm-hmm. control it better and and the beauty of it as well is is if you're eating at home is really good then when you do eat out you know you're going to feel a bit okay that was a bit already you can taste it even though there was probably just a drop in there you'll 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 taste that difference because like you say taste buds you know anything salty sweet or fat it's it's where we're designed to to want more um which is a dangerous thing so it's it's um yeah look i think i think that's it's an important thing it's it's not don't have it or have it it's understand um you know, yeah. and, and, and something that always occurs, you know, always think about this is when people say, "Well, you know, we can eat a little bit of meat; it's not that bad." Or, you know, if you look at historically, centuries, many centuries ago, you know, where meat was more as a condiment to 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 the the plate rather than the 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 sort of the hero dish. Uh, mm-hmm. hair over the dish. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a dangerous thing because how do you tell someone, okay, you know what? You can have meat once a week and you'll be fine and your health will actually be good. Because that once once a week will become twice, become three times a week and it'll become three times a day. So you do need yeah. to aim for the best you can to achieve the best result yeah. that you've given yourself a chance for.
1: Yeah, that's what Don McDougall says really, as mm. as he says, just like you were saying Emma before, you know, some people they can have the, the the bag of walnuts. Some people are going to eat the whole thing, um, and so, some uh, McDougall doesn't. Doctor McDougall doesn't know when someone turns up whether they're someone that can have you know a piece, you know, some meat once a month, or whether they're a person that once they have that they're going to be straight back onto what they were doing before. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't know that he's, and because I don't know that either. With people, um, I've got to, I've got to tell them what the what the evidence is showing, and that's yeah, that's showing that a whole food plant based diet's the place to go. Yeah.
3: yeah, and and just to clarify, before we move on from the broad study, you did allow chia seeds or flax seeds, didn't you?
1: Um. Yeah. So for for their omega three. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. To be honest with you, I, I can't actually remember whether we were very strict on them supplementing with omega three. This was back in the day before that really became, you know, or probably just about the time that omega three was becoming a big thing. And yeah. so I don't think we necessarily and the other thing too is Jeff actually does a really good talk where he shows that if you're eating a whole food plant based, you know, diet, then you're essentially Keeping getting that's pretty low. Yeah. yeah, but you're actually getting omega three in the in the fruits and be, you know in the fruits and vegetables and the leafy greens and that kind yeah. of thing anyway. Even though you don't have and huge convert- amounts, there's small amounts in there, and so you convert that AL- ALA Tri- hopefully. Into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, even without supplementing, so and that's what most people say. I think um, most of them say, look, yeah, have if you're worried about it, then have some chia and some flax or some. Uh, or some walnuts and just have like a small amount of that each day but you actually probably don't need that so i can't remember i'm pretty sure that we just kept things simple and we didn't really recommend you know them supplementing with that so yeah, yeah they, they supplement with b12 of course yeah, um, yeah. but uh, as far as the omega-3 um yeah i think that's a good probably, question because
0: I, yeah, I honestly uh, thought right. that yeah you needed to have your flaxseed powder uh, or your mm. pre-soaked chair seats um you know, But, Jenny, Jenny I'm, I'm a fan of flaxseed powder to, to get that, to ensure that you're getting an adequate amount of, of omega-3. But, um, it, yeah, I, I didn't realize that you could actually get it um, at, at an adequate level from a well-balanced, you know, sort of broad-spectrum um, diet. Uh, that's so I mean,
1: Emma em would be the person to ask about that, but Jeff yeah. definitely did, like, a talk where he was showing that, you know, and, and because the amounts that are recommended are so small, like, oh. so the minimum... Um, intake is is so tiny you can actually get that without without supplementing. Yeah. And I forget which Jeff does that one in, but it's um, certainly in you know something that, a, a lecture that I saw several times from him. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of insurance that we're doing this, um, you know, d- adding the chair and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In. And then, but if you're going to do that as insurance, then you know again arguments have been made that maybe you should be taking the DHA as insurance as well and certainly some um, populations I do recommend that and nowadays just um, you know pregnancy that kind of thing um, you probably want to be thinking about that
3: yeah yeah well I mean in pregnancy you're laying down a lot of new neurons aren't you whereas Mm -hmm. adults we already have that firmly established (laughs) Um, was there anything else you kind of wanted to touch on as far as a broad study goes, I know we're keeping you probably a little bit longer than you were no, no,
1: expecting. this is fine. This is fine. It's my fault. Um, I guess we should talk about the results. What did you guys talk about? <laughs> yeah, uh, so you
3: had significant improvements across the board, didn't you, really?
1: Yeah, we did. So, um, so I'll just go through those. So... Um, So basically the weight loss at six months was 12.1 kilograms on average um, and that was maintained more or less at at 11.5 kgs at 12 months. So that was the weight loss stats and those were, um, to the best of our knowledge, the greatest weight loss at six and 12 months at any other trial that doesn't limit energy intake or mandate regular exercise, as we talked about, we didn't ask them to exercise. Uh, We also got, you know, Basically, it was just none of it was surprising to me because it was the same stuff that I'd seen happen time and time again at True North and with Doctor um, McDougall. So, you know, we got we got reductions in cholesterol. I don't, they didn't end up being significant. The problem, of course, was we were busy taking people. Well, their GPs. We had to teach them how to take people off medications, mm. and um, so the 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 intervention group had about a third reduction in, almost in their in their medications by the end of the trial. Um, versus the the control group who had an increase of almost um, 10%, so about 8% there. And mm-hmm. so that was probably our fault too because we were making um, them get their blood tests more often than they would normally. The GPs were probably looking at that and saying, oh, my gosh, um, they've still got a high cholesterol, so we'd better do something about it. And the only thing they knew to do, of course, was put them on medications. Mm-hmm. But because of the way that we decided to um, look at things and interpret the data and because we had quite a – You know, when you think about the numbers in a study, you you know, I always think back and I think about the participants and what a great group of people they were. And I haven't really given them enough of a shout out during this, which I usually do, because I honestly think a lot of the reason that we got the awesome results that we did was because they were so committed and so um, excited by it all and so engaged. And so they were the people who actually did the work. Because that would have
0: been the biggest risk is that they faded and didn't follow through. So. Yeah, yeah, massive exactly. kudos to them for sure for stick, sticking it out and having trust in the process. And obviously
3: to you for designing such an effective oh, study. So don't miss tell yourself there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was still still the participants who did the Mahi in the end. So um so got on them. And so basically, yeah, because we had such a diverse group of everyone, it was it's quite tricky then to show because some people didn't start with high cholesterol. And some people didn't start with high blood pressure, and so we know that when you have people that are, you know, have higher cholesterol, for example, if we'd actually just said, well, our criteria for this is people need to have, say, you know, um, a high-ish cholesterol, which would be like over seven or something like that, for example, then we would have very easily found that they had a reduction in that, that was significant. Mm. But because we were starting with some people that, you know, and, and I see people, you know, reasonably often that don't seem particularly healthy to me, but they still have a cholesterol that's, you know, maybe four or five or something. And so theirs won't have as much room to shift. Um, so that's one yeah. of the reasons. The other reason, of course, is we were taking them off, or their GPs were taking them off uh, medications, obviously, left, right and centre as well. So. Yeah. Um, that means, of course, when you come off a cholesterol medication that's lowering your cholesterol, then your cholesterol goes up. And the reason for that is because you've come off the medication, yeah. mm-hmm. even though you might be healthier. Same with the blood pressure.
0: And allowing salt to still mm-hmm. be consumed, even, was, even though it was a, an orange traffic light. Um, yeah, did, did you ever have a concern that that could sway the result as well a little bit? Because, you know, who knows how many twists of the, the salt grinder they're putting in. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, was that, was that ever a little bit of a
1: concern or not really? Um, I mean, we, we talked to them about these things. And yeah. so okay. basically, yeah, I think what we really wanted to do was, was get that adherence and, and try and make it something that they actually could do. Because when you talk about salt, um, one of the issues was salt it's like basically we just talked before about going to a restaurant. It's, it's pretty much impossible to get a meal without oil.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: just the same thing. It's pretty much impossible to go to the supermarket and get a food that doesn't have salt in it. Yeah, and well, so right. um, and basically, cheese being a
0: big one that people don't actually realise.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. But every every processed food, you know, when we talk about processed foods, I mean, there's a lot of stuff at the supermarket that just makes your life a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. And so you're not cooking everything from scratch. And I honestly think a large part of the reason that people don't eat well, you know, as far as, as what we consider to be eating well, is not because they don't have the information. It's because it, it takes the time. and it's so it's inter- Not as it's convenient. Yeah. People
0: are not having enough time dedicated to get in the kitchen actually cooking. A dish. Totally. So um, totally. Yeah. So yeah. the McDougall approach is you don't cook with salt; you just have salt on the table, and you can add to your taste. Is, yeah. Is that pretty much the same approach you took? So you could actually control more. You weren't. You weren't sort of taking the double approach of cooking with it and still adding on top out of habit. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I think I, I don't. I don't remember whether we spoke to them specifically about how they should be using. I think we might have mm-hmm. because you know, we'd we'd learned that from Dr. McDougall as well, but essentially we weren't encouraging salt. Most of them probably weren't having a lot of it, Um, but we just sort of said to them, you know, if you go to the supermarket and you find something that you, you know, that you're going to buy, a sauce or something like that, that's going to make your meal tasty, then it's got salt in it. And so let's obviously try to get low salt versions when we can, Mm -hmm. but... Otherwise you pretty much eliminate them being able to do anything except cook everything yeah, from scratch.
3: Exactly. And if you're taking a whole bunch of people used to hyper palatable food and then saying, yep. here, eat this steamed broccoli without anything on it, good yep. luck sticking to that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Gotta
0: so be a little bit of
3: an adjustment period. Yep.
0: Totally. Yeah. It's a transition. That's why it's called a transition, you know, yeah. to, to to a different lifestyle, not a not a uh, tomorrow you wake up and here's a whole new plan it's it's too it's too traumatic it's too traumatic yeah. and, and i and i presume a lot of these individuals would then go home to a family who yep. would also have to adjust <laughs> their way of eating to totally. support that person or not so it's hugely 100%. challenging for sure
1: yeah hmm. so so we needed them to be able to have a little bit of fun off it to be honest yeah. and yeah. that's that's what we were trying to do we, we yeah. were trying to make oh, something right. that would actually work in gisborne yeah. yeah, no, Rather fantastic. Something that works at True North or works at the McDougal program where they've got you locked in. But even the McDougal program, that was always like a running joke they would have between McDougal and um, and True North. And I, I'm sure Dr. McDougal will be okay with me saying this, but <laughs> essentially, like, you know, they would always, um, it's, you know, McDougal's food was always so salty compared to True North because True North had like zero salt right. added. Yes. So you go to McDougal's and yeah, the food was really good, but. You can taste
0: I, it. Actually, you can taste the
1: difference. Yeah, I'm. I'm funnily enough, I'm su- I'm super sensitive to salt. And so I get this taste, if I've had too much of it, I get this taste that sort of just lingers in the back of my mouth for a day or two mm. um, to kind of remind me not to have salt again. It's just really salty and kind of yuck. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I go to McDougall's. And the other thing, too, you've got like a – for obvious reasons, you've got like a bathroom scales in every room in, in True North. And um, you would notice – the amount of weight that you would lose a couple of days after coming back from McDougall just from the from the fluid shift, um, yep. so that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, so there would be like a kg or two that you'd put on um, just simply from the salt, and it's not like it was high salt food; it just had some salt in it's it. So difference. you would have some. It's things. the difference it makes. Yeah, for sure. yeah, you'd have some bread or something there that you would get in a thousand years at at, um, at True North. <laughs>
0: Oh, this is brilliant. No, Luke, that's, you know, it's certainly um, because I know you you talk a lot about the broad study, um, a lot of opportunities you get to uh, present, which we're going to talk about that conference that you were at recently. But the insight you've given to to the background has certainly opened my eyes because it just gives a bit more context to, to... i guess the bigger picture the reality and and um again like i said this study is 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 homegrown you know it's new zealand australians can relate just as much as you know we eat a lot of the same food same culture very similar culture um and it's and it's so close to home and and if you can get this kind of result with our way of eating as in our australian new zealand way of eating then come on what are people waiting for so um yeah, you know, it's really nice to get that that real insight, that real background into that whole journey of how the broad study began and where it is today, and the fact you're still in touch with some of these these amazing people um, is, is is awesome. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. So you were recently in Fiji.
1: Yeah. Um, how recent's <laughs>
0: well, recent? Uh, well, definitely well, not, not the last couple of weeks, but um, <laughs> a little earlier this year.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was all perfect timing, really. Um, so my my birthday, I, I turned forty on the 9th of March, and huh? so yeah, you're forty.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, gosh, I, mean,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I know. Plants um, that keep
0: you looking young, eh? Hey?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway,s so I was at the you know the Aslam conference that we were at last year, Emma, and yep. there was a guy there. Um, from the South Pacific Society of Lifestyle Medicine, and I got to talking to him, and I said to him, "You know, do you guys have a conference coming up or anything like that? Because I I wouldn't mind going to Fiji." And um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we,
1: we actually we do, and it's going to be on the. Uh, I think it started on the tenth of March, and I was, and I said, "Well, that's a that's a pretty happy coincidence, really." And so I want I said, well, "Would you like me to? Would you like me to?" to To speak there, and he was um, he was interested in having me speak there, so that was what I ended up doing, uh, booking that in sort of year in advance, uh, kind of to be able to you know spend some time there for my birthday. Even though I obviously grew up in New Zealand, I've, I'd never been to the Pacific before, so it was. A, oh right, okay. Yeah, Good.
3: way to bring in your 40th year. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and so I was there, and the conference ran from the 10th to the 13th. Uh, no, the 10th, yeah, I think the 10th to the 12th or something. Um, I came back on the 13th, which was, I think, literally the, just before the weekend when the um, the self-isolation had to start happening. So I yeah. think the Sunday, the 15th or thereabouts was when oh, that happened. So it was a of perfect
2: timing.
1: <laughs> yeah. At the point that I left, like, there were no cases in Fiji, and um, they did the little... Uh, you know they were doing uh, temperatures and things, um, when we when we got to when we got to Fiji and, mm. um, yeah. obviously passed that test and things, and so yeah, so I, it was it was all very nicely timed for me. I was I was really lucky. So who attended
0: uh, that? Was that more of a regional? Um, well, as the name suggests, South Pacific. So yeah. was was there good representation? Is there you know is there a um. I don't know a yearning for a lot of the the, the communities to look at changing um, or yep. reverting back to their lifestyles.
1: Yeah, um, so there were there were a lot of a lot of attend. You know, it was a decent turnout. It was mm. about a hundred people um, from throughout the Pacific. And Great. So you know, Papua New Guinea, Solomon Islands, Vanuatu, Tonga, Samoa, Tuvalu, Kiribati, Cook Islands, and then Fiji. And we even had the uh, Fijian, uh, the 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 um, president of Fiji um, opened the conference for oh, us. Wow,
0: Bunny, Bunny so, Rama Rama, or nah, he's
1: that's that's the. Um, oh no, he's the. That's um, the prime minister. The prime yeah, minister. so ah. um, this is. Um, uh, I think he goes by George, but it's uh, Georgie or something. Conrad, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean, know. Probably butchered that name. I, I didn't really get a good opportunity to to learn any Fijian there, but I picked up a dictionary on the way back. And so I'm I'm planning on um, next time I go back making more of an effort.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, and he's apparently vegetarian. i yeah. I read on his on your blog. So
0: Yorji Yoji this is the president's name. Yeah.
1: There we go. Thank you. That's great. Um, so was
3: there was there a push for plant based at the conference? Yeah,
1: it was it was very much. So a lot of it was uh, was I guess in association with sort of the people that run the chip program over there, great. and so it had a very very strong plant based focus, and all of the meals were plant based, and uh, pretty much
2: the
1: speakers were pushing that, which was great. So there wasn't any controversy there, and we enjoyed, you know, taking the um, the lectures that we were um, having a go at the keto diet and that was actually the first question I got asked, which I had to come up <laughs> with a very judicious answer because I was I was asked what was DFN's opinion on the keto diet and I, you know, as a representative of, of Doctors for Nutrition, I, I wasn't really comfortable just busting up with my own opinion and saying that that was that represented the organizations, but I still, you know, came up with something and he said it was a very safe answer and then moved on to the next question. So <laughs>
0: good job <laughs> now is is was the push is the big interest in, in in a plant-based lifestyle um i guess it could be twofold is is that because of the i guess the 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 health of of a lot of the the communities is it environmental reasons as well that a lot of the south pacific nations yeah. are, are struggling with at the moment
1: yeah, and when it, when I it was over there, there were there were pictures in the newspaper of, of people's – It was a little boy standing outside his house, and the, and the water level had come up and things, and it was him looking mm. very sad because, yeah. you know, obviously this was affecting um their, their livelihood and and that's that's the sad thing about Fiji. So even on the way back, the guy who took me the, the transfer from Pacific Harbour back to um, Nandi, where I was oh, flying yeah. out from, yeah, he. The, a lot of their economy is based on on tourism. And That's this right. this guy had, had I was I was the one job that he had all week and he was from a little village and, and you look around and, and I never really thought of this and, and a lot of the time that you spend in these in the Pacific is, is in these resorts and stuff. But just yeah. just looking like I mean already they don't you know even even our houses and things here compared to what they have, you know, um is is, you know, luxurious, even mm. like the most sort of basic place in New Zealand would be considered that. And so it's not a population that has huge amounts of money and things. And you can see that, you know, with climate change, it's going to affect these people first. And you even saw what happened with this, this COVID thing
0: mm.
1: is they were busy locking down for that. And they've oh, just been slammed by a storm now. Clown.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It just comes through. And it's, it's like, well, that's just so rough. And this is what's going to happen and essentially it's all of us in our in our countries affecting their weather patterns and affecting the the water levels and stuff and they've got very little to do with it and their carbon footprint will be virtually zero
2: yes and absolutely
1: so, yeah I, I I made I made a real point of of emphasizing that in my talk and because I, I said well this is the reason that we chose a food plant-based intervention and then you know, I gave the evidence for it, but I was like, well there's no use in us using something nowadays. And this is one of my major objections to you know, the high-fat diets or the keto diets or the ones that en- emphasize the animal proteins. It's just maybe sort of 200 years ago that would have been fine. Um, but nowadays, we've got to think about the, the environmental impact of our choices as well. And so if you can be you know, even healthier, or you know, way healthier, um, with with a whole whole food plant based way of eating, then that just that's a no brainer in my mind, and it's it's almost unethical for people to be pushing these other ways of yeah of um of getting to the same hundred
3: you know. percent agree absolutely
0: because yeah. a lot of these islands I've I've I've, I've travelled a lot of I've travelled the the whole mainland of, of Fiji and I've and I've have been lucky Thanks. to travelled a lot of these other islands and um you know a lot of these places that well they they can't have um. You know sort of cattle sheep or anything like that i mean fishing has always been one big component but i know that, like yeah. fiji you know a lot of the land was historically cleared for um sugarcane plantations um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now a lot of those countries are it's all about forestry and mining for the western world you know so they need they need land as well they need the opportunity to turn it around and be self self-sustaining yeah. um and it-
1: and, and they, they do have really high rates of, you know, type 2 diabetes, for example, and mm-hmm. and um, some of these lifestyle diseases. Yeah. So they, there is there is really the need. And the other thing, too, and one of the coolest uh, parts of the conference was um, there was a doctor there from a, a TV program that they'd started up called um, Pacific Island Food Revolution, which apparently is on New Zealand. I haven't watched it yet. That's maybe some of the things I should do during this lockdown. <laughs> uh, but... Um, TV and movies, as as we know, are really really good ways of communicating to the to you know to the general population. Probably more effective. And this is what um, the doctor who was talking about this was saying. He was saying, well, really, in order to compete with the likes of Coca Cola, who of course have just so much money they can just splash billboards everywhere showing, you know, one of their seven stars drinking Coke and everything. And mm-hmm. um, one of the ways to combat them is to to actually be. I suppose, engaging it, rather than sort of doing boring public health messages is actually creating um, TV and, and programs and, and things that people can watch. And so that was that was sort of the idea behind Pacific Island Food Revolution Is it's, you know, I'm sure it's not plant-based, um, but the idea is to instill some pride in these traditional foods. And he gave this, you know, really sad story really of, of you know, being a doctor, of course, comes with, just like it does in, in New Zealand and Australia as well. Um, so here, and I think even in Fiji, you call it mana. Um, so it comes with some um, respect. And so when he'd go out to the villages and things, they would actually be feeling bad and, and apologising to him because they were just serving him just you know their traditional foods. And mm-hmm. they didn't have all the, I suppose, what they've come to, to, to view as being the right kinds of foods to eat or you know the the decadent mm-hmm. foods of, of the west as as what and, and probably a large part of the reason that they've they've come up with that idea is because that is what they see on TV from us as well. Yeah. So um so that was one of the ideas behind it is to re- sort of reinstill some pride in in the traditional foods and and that that will go a long way towards I think um, improving the the health.
0: It's a great starting point. I'm I'm, I'm on the website now, and we'll put we'll put a, a link to it in, in our show notes. Um, but it is it's 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 aired everywhere: Samoa, Tonga, Papua New Guinea, um, in Australia, on Channel. Oh, great! Yeah, on the Seven Food Network and uh, TBNZ for New Zealand. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's not plant based, but you know, a lot of traditional way of uh, eating and cooking will will no. be predominantly. Yeah. 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 I think that's this that's, is, it looks fascinating.
1: Yeah. Like they, they, they were saying like, um, you know, some of the villages there, they, the, the taro leaves, you know, are basically yeah. like one of their green leafy vegetables over there, but they, you know, when they sort of said that to them, they were like, oh, yeah, that's what our grandmother used to eat. And so yeah. they didn't, you know, they, they were just back in the habit of sort of throwing that kind of stuff out. And now, you yeah. know, um, more looking into being able to use that stuff again and, and I suppose get some of those, um, that knowledge around the traditional cooking methods from the older generations and stuff too, which is building community as well, yeah. which is a really great thing.
0: It's going mm. back to their roots. Excuse the Yeah. Pun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Luke, you mentioned uh, you're a part of Doctors for Nutrition, just like Emma is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about, just very briefly, Doctors for Nutrition, what they're about, and what your role is with them.
1: So, uh, Doctors for Nutrition. So, basically, the idea of Doctors for Nutrition is to to have her an organisation, a charitable organisation, that advocates for. Whole food plant based uh, within New Zealand and Australia. So the idea is to, you know, basically especially to increase the the knowledge of this um, by health professionals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to engage with um, the general public as well. And of course, we had that conference uh, about a year or so ago, which was sort of our, our first event, and that had a really good attendance as yeah, well. Yeah,
3: kicked off with a bang, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so that's really the the idea behind it is to be an advocacy group and you've obviously got different organisations and, and, you know, in the States you've got the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine with Dr Neil Barnard heading that, of course. And then um, there's... Um, there's also been some established recently in in the UK. I think it's Plant Based Health Professionals UK or something like that. With Shireen, who's one of our international ambassadors for Doctors for Nutrition, and, and Neil Barnard as well, being um, one of our um, international. Uh, ambassadors or advisors for, for Doctors for Nutrition, and then we've uh, Dr. Scott Stoll as well, who was over with Dr. Neil Barnard with mm-hmm. the Plantrition Project. So it's, it's like an organization like those, but specifically focused on on Australasia yeah. or New Zealand and Australia. And you know, I'd be quite keen for it to be involved in the Pacific too, but I guess we'll have to ask them first. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so that's basically Doctors for Nutrition um, in a nutshell, I suppose. Yeah. And it's it's really exciting because it just gives us a, I suppose a a, a platform to reach out to these other uh, institutions and other healthcare professionals, and it, it um, links us, you know, with a whole bunch. I, I don't even know how many people we're up to on our advisory council now. Emma, have you been keeping track? We've got a new guy from who um, from for New South Wales. You know, yeah,
3: quite. Dr. Gavin Levy has yeah. come on
1: board. Too. Yeah, and he's, he's planning on being an orthopaedic surgeon, I saw on his profile, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, so, and then we've got, um, yeah, we've just introduced a new nutritionist, uh, sorry, dietitian from New Zealand, um, Fuchsia. I forget what her last name is, but she's, um, she's not even on the website yet. So we've got lots and lots of um, yeah. health professionals. And so those would be good people if anyone's listening and they're wondering, especially in Australia, um, who they might be able to talk to about things or reach out to, then you've got basically representatives for just about every state as far as uh, a doctor and a and a dietitian, and so um, yeah, so that's that's
0: great. It's a it's a, it's a singular voice representing uh, the medical profession and um, yeah, you know, sort of pushing pushing forward with well, we'll be biased here yeah, with the way we should be living and and you know so i think it's it's a fantastic organization and it's only growing i mean they've only just recently got a, a new ceo on board as well i think so
1: yeah marion yeah she's yeah. great mate. so
0: definitely big things to come which is very exciting
1: yeah, yeah. well we're, we're working on some pretty cool stuff at the moment so i'm not sure whether i'm allowed to i won't talk about it too much because you <laughs> might even want to get some of the others on to talk about it when it comes out but we're working on a guide that's um and if you You've got a few people listening. Um, yeah. We basically we do we do practi- we're great good <laughs> good good. So we've got a we've got a practitioner guide um, that we're coming up with, and and uh, we've all been doing quite a bit of work on it. But Hannah O'Malley um, from mm-hmm. the Better Base, in New Zealand, she's uh, that you talked about earlier, yes. Um, and so she's she's been doing a lot of hard work on that, and we're getting it all um, designed up and everything. And so the idea of this is that we'll give the uh, will be able to provide this to practices so that um you know or or just health professionals um so even you know some pharmacists and Mm. potentially even physios people like that um but especially you know emphasizing sort of gp practices Mm. and just to give the gp the information about plant-based but more importantly than that and that is the thing that i'm really excited about um we're we're trying to give them some tools to be able to use to actually help them to um, help them and the patients to realise the importance of nutrition. So
2: brilliant,
1: um, all will be revealed. But we're getting that sort of ready to go. And so, if people have got practices that they think might be interested, um, we are trying to sort of pilot that first to kind of see how it goes. And so, if they've got a GP or someone that's plant-based friendly or, or might be interested, um, then those would be the ones that we would be going to first before we try to roll it out to everyone. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. And there's a lot of ideas around how it might all develop. And I think that's um, that's really exciting. And we just need to find, with everything else that's going on, when would be a good time um, for us to really be pushing that out. But it's always a at the good same time. time I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and I think mm. I think realistically, with with everything that's going on at the moment, mm. people will be looking for ways that they can become more healthy and be a little bit more proactive about right. their health, perhaps. So, um, and and doctors might have a bit of time on their hands as well to be learning about this kind of stuff. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Oh, look, uh, we certainly <laughs> look forward to it, and and as soon as it is out, we'll definitely have someone on the show, whether it's you again or someone else, but definitely talk talk us through through the 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 whole process and and what it's hoping to achieve bigger picture so um,
1: yeah that'd be great
0: yeah yeah for sure so lastly um mm-hmm. two zesty bananas <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. firstly
3: where did the name come from because i just love project. that name
1: <laughs> yeah um so that was me and matt and um uh, and hence the two yeah well no you'd think that I thought you'd being well, bit you're being a big so um, Basically, we wanted to come up with a name that. I guess this is this is quite a while ago now, and you know, looking back on it, people often are, people either love the name or they hate the name, but they remember the name, and so um, I I I'm still quite I'm still quite liking it. And the thing I like about it is that I didn't want it to necessarily be anything about health. I, I wanted it to kind of be a little bit more holistic than that I suppose you know well it's all it's all health, I suppose, but it, you know health doesn't necessarily not include the environment if you if you're you mm. know uh, or and it doesn't necessarily um you know so, yeah it basically just gave sort of a, a platform to be using that sounded like a bit of fun and wasn't so because health can be especially for the general public like we're not we're not always that interested specifically in avoiding heart disease or avoiding type 2 diabetes. Until and it affects what you directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it doesn't affect you directly until you're quite old usually. And so what I wanted to do was, in my interest and emphasis and where I really like to take the movement um, in the future is to, to, a, to a younger audience and, and maybe to talk to them. It is more talking about the environmental aspects. Maybe it is, you know, may, maybe even talking more about the animal aspects. And mm-hmm. so from my platform being something that's, you know, uh, not necessarily wedded to health, I want to be able to use that to, I suppose, be able to um, look at some some other aspects of, of life that I think are important and, and push those as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So... I guess that's where it sort of came from. We were just looking for something that was a little bit fun, a little bit silly, and Matt's favourite fruit was bananas. <laughs> and um, and then I think it was his... Um, um, yeah, so it was his partner who suggested, because there were two of us, that you know she thought it should be two because then we like the zested bananas or something, which I guess is kind of stuck. And so I definitely... Yeah, I want to. I want to do more of that, but it's obviously gone a little bit. Um, and I wouldn't say by the wayside, but it's been sort of shelved a little bit recently. But well,
3: you've you know, been just... very busy with other things, haven't you? <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: celebrating yeah. birthdays but, and uh, yeah. relaxing
3: on Fiji beaches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you
0: know, well, but, but, but but I but I, I on the charities. And... <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I love the concept behind <laughs> it because um, you know, just like our podcast is, you know, when we first. Sort of spoke oh yeah about creating something is is oh do we just talk about nutrition or do we just talk about this or that but but they're all interrelated you know environmental wellness as as we put it yeah um, you know it's 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 general health wellness I mean you don't want to use the word health but it is because no. the the environment is still related to our own health and um, exactly you know and then the eth- ethical aspect of course I mean that's you know yeah. it's, it's it's the way we behave the way we live. Um, so um, yeah, I think it's 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 great what you're trying to do. Just like so many other people, you know, sometimes people get very focused on one aspect, but it's a bigger picture, you know. And when you talk yeah. about lifestyle, which is what your main driver is about, um, yeah, it's bigger picture, and you can't keep look at things in isolation. So mm-hmm. um, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's,
1: so. it's 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 about it's about fun, and and Dr. Ornish talks about it, and he talks about the joy of living, being more powerful than. You know the the fear of something bad happening to you, and you you even see this with I sp- the response to the game changes, and I think that was a real sort of masterstroke by the people who put that together. And mm. you know, friends, um, James and Susie, give them a shout out for it, of course, because mm-hmm. it was pretty awesome. But it, but it's it's very uh, it's very well thought out. I think it's yeah. it's much more clever than you would think on the surface of it, and even though. Jim and Susie's real passion and, and they would be great guests to get on here if you can we at some point. Would I oh, we would love to. <laughs> that? Yeah. We're, They're we're on our list. try and try and, yeah, Look that to, like. to get in production <laughs> or anything. Um but really their passion is around the environmental aspect, right? That's right, yeah. But yeah. they yeah. didn't decide to make a documentary or to, to fund a you know, to produce a documentary that was about the environment and it does talk about it. Yeah. But they knew that what people really cared about, and men especially, was, yeah. you know, their, their sporting prowess and, and, and how they were going to look, um, you, know, um, you know, to this sort of…
0: The whole meat culture, the I protein suppose. culture…
1: Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, but also but just, just, just the, sort of the, so, yeah. the appearance. I mean, why yeah. why do so many people go to the gym in New, in New Zealand and Australia? It's not necessarily because they're concerned about their blood pressure or their mm. long-term health, they go because it makes them feel good and it makes them look good. Mm. And yep. so that was really what The Game Changers is talking about and even the, the bit they have about... And this is something that Susie emphasises a lot in her book, in her interviews and stuff, and even Jim does too, is as about the you know the the, the sexual function sort of yeah. aspects of yeah. it as well. Like that's really important to people, and even Dr. Esselstyn and talks about how that was, mm-hmm. and that that kind of thing is probably what keeps people on track to some extent more than necessarily their cholesterol being lower or their blood pressure being better or something like that. It's the underlying so,
0: factors people don't like to talk about, but they're so conscious yeah, yeah. of it and so aware of it.
1: Yeah, and I, and I don't think we should be ashamed of, of the fact that we want to feel good in the now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and to, to some mm-hmm. extent, again, um, another book that, <laughs> so, again, from those guys, they sent out part of their Christmas package this uh, last year was um, – was uh, it's called the power of now and it's talking about you know Mm -hmm. being sort of more present and being more in the moment and that's quite a cool sort of mindfulness thing to be doing and and you just so we need we need to be feeling like what we what we're doing immediately is is sort of having an impact and making us feel better and 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 a useful thing to be doing and so Always having, goals are great, and, and I always keep heaps set for myself, but I'm trying to be a little bit less future-focused, and especially with you know, the situation at the Everything moment. that's it's,
3: going on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's quite
1: life-affirming because yeah, we, we, we don't know what's around the corner. Nobody predicted this was going to happen, um, and... Well, Certainly.
0: some 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 could argue against that. <laughs> there was a ticking well, time bomb when it happened, but yeah, that, that's another yeah, story. Yeah. I know
1: I know what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. there's so many times, I guess, that that there's been warnings about this kind of thing. It's, it's like the, the boy who cried wolf. We've heard it so many times, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be this bad and it's going to happen, and and then all of a sudden it actually does. And even yeah. I was thinking when they were first talking about this, oh, yeah, it's just going to burn out. Like, you know, even the swine flu, like I was alluding to way back at the start of this,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that, that was something that everyone was really, really concerned about at the time. And it just, you know, we all got in our flat and we were all fine and, and um, life went on. Mm-hmm. And there was no lockdowns or anything like that. That's and right. so... And then more recently
0: the you've thing. had the likes of MERS that didn't even affect yeah. us so hardly, you know. so I
1: yeah. think it was too too effective it was it was too deadly so it didn't really spread very far. so yeah. uh, apparently they can only be sort of one or the other mm. but i'm not a virologist or a epidemiologist even so i won't even try no 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 yeah
0: no brilliant um emma any anything else uh, it's been such might a...
1: Need a bit of
0: <laughs> what was that sorry
1: that it might need a bit of editing. <laughs> nah, <that's laughs> no, all going it's in been it. a
3: really great chat, and I love the kind of behind-the-curtain look at um, how things yeah. went at True North and um, um, John McDougall's. So that was great because I haven't heard um, you speak about that in depth before, so I really appreciated that. Um, how can people reach you if they want to come and see you under Two Zesty Bananas? What do people need to do for that?
1: Um, yeah, they can just go to the website or the, the email is doctors at com. Um, that was another reason why we chose the the name because um, every .com that you looked for um, <laughs> yeah, was really gone, <laughs> but um, two sisters bananas was not, funnily enough. Hey, um, you, so you, don't same, and, you don't want to be making the same.
0: You don't want to be making same mistake as Harry and and Megan. You know, you come up with a name and then the domain's <laughs> gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so that's one way. Um, and then. Of course, um, if it's sort of more serious stuff um, that's not clinically, you know, related and they want to talk to me for Doctors for Nutrition, then that's um, luke at doctorsfornutrition.org.
0: We'll put all those links in the show notes for sure. So um, people yeah. don't need to worry about writing it down right now as as
1: they listen to this. Yeah. but Yeah, um, yeah but do, do get in touch because I like hearing from people, <laughs> especially at the moment. <laughs> I'm better with my emails than I used to be. <laughs> Yeah. Not as good as old Mike but um, there was a joke that you know that, that he would finish repl- he would reply to them before people would even finish sending them. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know that that was at the time when I was um, when I was there, and I imagine his email volume must have increased exponentially oh, um, after that. So I don't know how well he kept up with it, and I'm sure he probably isn't doing as much nowadays. He's but probably paid someone so.
0: to do it now. So.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. One would hope so. Yeah, yeah, And
3: I know it's a bit hard to talk about plans at the moment, but any big plans for the rest of the year?
1: Um, well, all the plans have kind of been a little bit... Yeah, I mean, definitely getting this practitioner guide up and running is, is really a big emphasis for me at the moment. That's really something I'm very excited about. And I... Yeah, I was hoping to to probably do a few more talks and things, <laughs> but um, maybe the Fiji one will be the the one and only for this year. Um, there's definitely potential that could do some some be involved in some webinars and that kind of thing with Doctors for Nutrition during the year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's um, yeah, there's the ASLIM conference is I think at this point scheduled for December. December. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully um, by the time that comes around, everything will have settled back to more or less normal and I'll be able to come over for that. And then we were planning, of course, um, doctors for nutrition, we're planning on having a dime with the doc before that. Mm-hmm. And so that would be something that we'd still be looking at doing. And so that's probably not a bad time frame for thinking about getting back on the the, the talking circuit. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. but I think that's one of the things I really miss is like the, you know, it's, it's great to be able to talk to you guys online, but it, you know, nothing beats like catching up with people in person.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so, yeah. you know, um, again, like I was just saying before, I don't want to get too future focused about things, but um, yeah, that's, that's. but I think at the same time, this, this is really, so many positives are going to come out of this, and one of them is going to be the community building that it's doing, because... We haven't had an opportunity, our generation or even um, our parents' generation, haven't had an opportunity for, for something like this kind of massive to, to happen to them. And what it does is it brings people together for a common purpose.
3: Absolutely. And,
1: yeah. and um, so it's I think it's uniting people and, and people just friendlier. You know, you see you see people out of, of um, being riding my bike a lot this year, which again was really fortunate timing. And you, you're seeing lots of families out on their bikes and, the the roads don't have many cars on them and and um it's it's safe for people and, and when you're walking around and things people are saying hi even if you don't know them that kind of thing it's really yeah, given exactly
3: the, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I live in this in this city that I live in so I think there's going to be a huge number of positives and I I honestly think this is going to be the beginning of the change that we need to to have in order for us to really make the the difference that we need to as far as climate change is concerned and as far as people's health is concerned i, I think really hope the, so yeah it will be
3: yeah
0: there's a huge opportunity lying just uh, just in front of us so we just gotta just gotta take it and and lead yeah yeah definitely sure. definitely
1: so thanks for what you guys are doing i think this is perfectly timed
0: <laughs> and what and, and it's all coincidental because we were going to do it you know anyway but uh it just so happened that you know, here we are during a lockdown, so people have got time a little more time on their hands. So it has worked out well, yeah, for us. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, brilliant. Um, Luke, thank you so so much. Um, bit of a lengthy interview, but hey, that's what yeah. it's all about. It's, it's it's a conversation. We like we said before, we don't script this. We don't have a a clock. Maybe we should. Um, Maybe we should. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, that's what it's all about. It's it's just, um, and we hope our listeners enjoy the, the the journey as well. In terms of you know the conversations we're having and yeah. and again if um you know if they have any questions they want us to to follow up on based on this podcast reach us on at the lentil intervention on instagram on facebook or, or email uh email myself directly and um Luke, again thank you so much and um, thank it's you been so a, much yeah it's been a real pleasure having you Absolutely. as our first
1: guest thank you oh that's that's an honor my first <laughs> guest <laughs> i wasn't going to say that at the start because i was I was like, oh, maybe they're going to do a lot of them, at, at, you know, all at once, no, and then they'll just real release time. them real different time. times. So it might might not actually be the first one, but how cool is that? No, yeah, you know, we're
3: bringing the big makes, guns.
1: <laughs> <that> <laughs> makes Everything me up. feel real special. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even yeah, not even joking. It's it's a real honor, guys, and I really appreciate it and what you're doing.
0: Thanks, Luke.
1: Keep it up. That's Thanks, awesome. Luke.
0: Thank you for listening to the Lentil Intervention Podcast. If you found this interesting, make sure you subscribe
1: and share it with your friends.